What's going on, everybody? James Reese, Superfoot Podcast. And here we go again. I'm recording live, well, at least at the moment live, <laughs> from uh, Lubbock, Texas here at Premier West, the gym I train out of here. And I hope everyone's having a good day. appreciate everyone for listening to the last episode. Don't call it a comeback. Um, you know, it's this will likely be the last. This is the last episode of May. May has been one of those months. I cannot stress that enough. Um, you know, empirically speaking, of course, May uh, for the longest time was me. You know, for a good 25 years, 24 years was was school. And now that I'm nearing that near 10-year point, it kind of still feels that way that you know, the May brings that craziness because I'm still closely affiliated with a lot of people who are still in school. Some of my clients are, you know, school teachers getting their PhD. And then my own family who, um, back home in New Mexico, they're in the school bus business. So of course, you know, that's the school year is, is the real year. If you ask me, you know, you got new year is kind of that in the middle where, you know, okay, the, the numerical year ends, but the school year is still going strong. So of course, school is out, so that changes a lot of dynamics for what's going on. I know for me, per, uh, professionally, I was actually supposed to meet a client here at the time of this recording. However, I think you forgot. <laughs> and so I'm not going to mention him by name, but you know that's a part of the business is that whenever school's over and when you have your parent and you have children, it's tough to find that time. Like, well, I got to go meet my trainer at you know, such and such time, but I don't have anybody to watch my kids. So, you know, you got to find the sitter you, or your gym has, you know, uh, you know, daycare facility, which all gyms don't. Uh, I know that at this gym in particular that I'm at right now, I mean, a lot of the people that I've seen that will do group fitness, um, not my clients, but others, they'll bring their kids and, you know, in this day and age, of course, is hand them the tablet. They'll be okay. And sure, you know, and, and, um, you know, that, that could work, but, um, you know, when it, uh, I'm, I'm a single dude, so I have no children, so it's, I don't have to worry about that, but, um, you know, that's something as a trainer now that I'm adjusting to a bit more. I know that last year when I started, I came in at the tail, very tail end of summer. Cause when I fully quit the uh, department of Homeland security, uh, school was already back. So it was just that fun little, you know, all the clients that I did have who uh, had children, you know, they were, oh, they're in school, so I don't have to worry about them. Or they're an after-school program, but there is no after-school programs in the summer, so, you know, that's just one of the realities of being a personal trainer. You you do get, you know, there's, no, I don't want to call it, it, you get the no-shows. You know, I was about to use the word stood up, but you get the no-shows, and so, you know, at that point, you have to, every personal trainer or every club is going to have their policies on the no-shows, so, um, I mean, if you're cool with it, oh, I won't charge you, depending on the circumstances, sometimes you get the no-show, and then they'll text you later saying, hey, this happened, because that might be on, be on your control, then you might cut them a break, some of the instances, you have no choice, I have to charge you, because it is time, you are, you know, you're driving, in my case, I got to drive 10 miles to get to the location several times a day, and then if you no-show or tell me then, then, you know, you, you want to do your trainer a favor and let them know 24 hours in advance or as soon as possible. Because, I mean, it just can be, you know, I put in, in 7,000 miles in my car in the last few months, which is a record for me. I know some of you out there, oh, that's nothing, James. But, hey, 
you know, as a, as a trainer, you're trying to condense, you know, as me speaking here, you know, I'm trying to condense all these hours and I did create a new schedule today. So if you are a client of mine, you are listening, or if you would like to be a client of mine <laughs> here in Lubbock, Texas, please contact me. I do have a new schedule that I am essentially setting out for the summer. I'm calling it the summer block schedule. So it's going to be different from what I've done before, but I think it's going to narrow down. Um, uh, it's going to narrow down what we, you know, you know, it, sorry, I got lost in thought right there. It's just going to narrow down the time frames because at one point, you know, I'm coming in at 9 a.m. and coming back at 2 p.m. and then coming back at, 10, you know, you know, go from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Well, by 10 p.m., I ain't going to lie. I'm pretty tired. I want to be in bed or I want to wind my day up or, or be doing something else. And that's not trying to sound like a jerk or anything, but that's just, I mean, the reality of it. Now, with that being said, if it was, okay, come in at 9, stay till about 4, or no, come in, let's say, come in at 9, stay until about 1 o'clock, have like a two-hour break, come in at 4, have a 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, then yeah, that would be worth it because it's a split schedule where you're earning money, you're earning income, and you're training people. But to do it sporadically like that, it just didn't, it wasn't fiscally making sense. It wasn't fiscally making sense. And so I, I, you know, so I've had to condense it and I've done a good job thus far of doing that. And so this summer block schedule that I've released, um, and kind of just conjured up here that should work out it should work out and so i know this has been a really good week for me i am launching a new program um you know for uh for a specific uh group of individuals a, a basketball team a youth basketball team to be specific um it's starting off pretty good uh i anticipate it growing though uh just based off some of the um phone calls I've gotten and just the fact knowing how these parents used to how these parents work especially for those who are involved in club sports and all that I used to be a basket youth basketball coach several years ago um, and that was my first foray into coaching and when I got into that I really just saw the dynamics of how these parents and these club teams work and so and the links that they'll go to to pay for their children to get better at a sport and so in a way I feel right now that a lot of the experience that I've had throughout my life working with children on a school bus going to Texas Tech and working with the children in the daycare for four years and then translating into the Department of Homeland Security where I learned about time management structure um, you know just all these different procedures how to go at things how to you know read body language now shifting into the personal training aspect of my life it's all it's all feeling like it's coming full circle like everything i've learned now is about to come to an head so you know i'm feeling very confident about what the direction of of what of what cerebral fit is about and where it's heading because you know and i guess this is the way that this episode's kind of going now um i feel it's very important that especially with the youth of today of today you got to drop some knowledge. You got to drop some real cool facts. You got to drop the kind of knowledge of facts they're not going to get on social media that they're not going to get in school. You know, I want to really break it down for these, these, um, these kids, you know, and I, I'm certainly starting to feel, not feel that age, but like realize the age I'm at, you know, that I'm in that position now where I can still relate you know, to these, these junior high and high school kids and just say, Hey, listen, and even these college students, Hey, listen, I know that, you know, this is how you feel right now, but I'm going to tell you something, you know, 
let me just, I'm going to help you. I'm going to offer you some advice. Whether you choose to accept it or not is up to you. But I'm gonna, I would just want to help you out. And when I think about that, especially yesterday when I was really, really uh, thinking about that, it, it made, it felt, it, it's not that it, it felt good. It just like, okay, this has purpose. This has weight. And you want to go with it. You want to make something of it. You really want to make this work. And when I say you, I mean. And, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I start next week with this training. And so, uh, admittingly, that'll, that'll be one of the more paramount things, paramount things that I am doing this summer. So, you know, that's where I talk with the other clients and say, hey, this is what's going down. I'm going to help train these kids for fall and there's going to be a lot in that training. There's going to be a lot in that training, especially when you're training youth compared to when you're training an adult. Training an adult, yeah, you know, you you train them, you teach them the proper ways of, and, and keyword, they're proper, the best and the right ways of, of how to work out, how to operate these machines. Well, that almost, in my opinion, goes tenfold for these teenagers because obviously, you know, being a personal trainer, you know, I've seen plenty of teenagers at all the gyms I go to goof off use bad form, immediately head to the squat rack, load it up with 45s on each side, sometimes two, do one or two deadlifts, and then they hurt their back. It's all hot dogging. And see, that's what, as a trainer, but most, most importantly, a member of the village, member of the, you know, that saying, it takes, you know, it takes a village to, write, to raise a child. I believe in that saying. And I'm a part of that village. So... The way I look at it, if it gives this, if this, if this, if this business opportunity gives me that chance to do that, then I'm going to do it. Because they're not my children, but I'm going to take care of them as if they were, and I'm going to help them out as if they were. Because that's just what, I guess, what feels right. But you know, ultimately, you know, you just got to go that direction. I got to go that direction. So I'm really hoping that this really takes off, um, you know, financially, professionally, personally, I think this is going to be very, very good for me. Um, and so, you know, it's just a matter of making it work, you know, it's trial and error, you know, and a lot of trainers out there, <laughs> you know, some of the ones I've talked to at the very beginning last year were like, you can't, you can't appear to be, you know, show weakness or whatever. I'm sorry. That's just not the way I play games because, you know, keyword games. I don't, this isn't a game to me. This is a job. This is a career. Uh, there isn't a single damn person I've ever met that, you know, that didn't make a mistake at anything they do, even the best ones. I was pretty good at my job. I say pretty good. I was damn good at being at, in my last job. You know, that's why I was an instructor, a trainer, and... You don't, you don't, you know, you don't get to that spot without making mistakes. I don't care who you are. You be Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, any any athlete across time. The best ones, the great ones, all made mistakes. They all failed at some point or the other at something. But, but, they simply got up and did it again until they stopped failing. And so, you know. That's something, you know, going on that. You can hear it coming out of me, but, like, I really want to convey this to these, this, these young kids. Because this is, a, you know, teenagers in general are some of the most ruthless creatures in the world. 
being a former teenager. The empathy is really not there. The transparency, not so much. And just that angst, that angsty feeling. You know, it's, it's rough, especially in this social media day and age when you got a bunch of online trolls who are too, too cowardly to say anything to your face that they're going to do it via a Facebook profile, a Facebook message, a DM, a, twi- a tweet. They won't say it to your face. The other day, um, I was actually at a local... So I was at Hooters, while I, and there was this guy next to me. He was within, he was on his iPad, you know, doing whatever. And, and if you go to a, a Hooters on a Tuesday night or whatever, a Wednesday night, that's not necessarily you're gonna always get, or any bar for that matter. You're always gonna get a lot of different individuals in there, and especially in this day and age. Everyone's on their phone for the most part, and they had to put up a Super Nintendo, a mini SNES to be exact. And of course, I'm looking at it like I want to play this, you know, because my, bo- my my phone bores me. <laughs> And so uh, I started playing and then played for a little bit and then I turned away. And then this other guy started playing it. And then he's like, oh, I'm done. I'm just going to troll people on my iPad. And I kind of, I really honest to goodness, when he said that, I wanted to look at him like, dude, like, come on, you're better than that. At least that's what I, you know, I was thinking. Maybe I should have and said, dude, what are you going to troll him about? You one of those, you know, people that were like, so upset with the Game of Thrones finale that you have to go and sign a petition, you know, drive one of the actors into rehab, you know, are you one of those people? I'm not saying I've done my fair share of trolling. I'm looking at you, President Trump. But even I've learned as of late, especially with social media and its evolving nature, because it's almost like an organic creature in itself, that you gotta just, you gotta put, and I, yeah, and the irony is I am doing this on the phone, but, you know, you just, there are some days you have to put aside, you know, the obvious things of how to, you know, the, the obvious things of what's part of our culture now, social media, electronics, and whatnot, and just live in the moment. Uh, my sister, for example, earlier, she was, she's over, she's having a mini vacation in Santa Fe, and I know I'm putting her, I'm not really putting her on blast, I love you, Jamie. But the one thing that she's guilty of, and a lot of other, and a lot of people else, a lot of other people out there, I'll even throw myself out there too, from time to time, or used to. But she's in this place, and she's just constant videos, constant Instagram stories, con- constant Snapchats. And I'm looking at this like thinking, are you really enjoying the moment? Are you in there actually looking at it through the through your eyes or through the lens of your camera? Are you really enjoying it? Because I'm pretty sure that the person who created this little tourist museum that you're at did not do it with the intentions of, man, I really hope they get a lot of the people in here are really getting some good images on their phone. And so I actually sent her a message and I said, hey, I need you to put your phone down and I need you to enjoy it. She hasn't replied back to me. So either A, she's pissed off or B, she's actually listening to me and be like, okay, you were right, brother. Hence why I'm contacting you later. And that's the point, folks. And... You know, we're all guilty of it. I already threw myself into that fire a bit ago when I said that, but, you know, less is more. And that can be applied to a lot of different things, and especially on social media, less is more. You know, and I know as a personal trainer, that's where things get tricky, especially in this industry that now focuses so much on social media and, you know, reaching out to people through social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, Instagram especially. 
you know, I have my own madness to how I approach social media and how I use it as a tool, but you know, my own sense of madness in general and how I reach just people on all levels. And that's what makes um, this new opportunity for me, you know, kind of taking this full circle now, but like makes it intriguing for me is because now I'm in the position where I can get real with these people, you know, these, these teenagers and even newer clients and just let them know, you know, not tell them how it is or I'm going to be honest and blunt with them. It's like, I'm just going to let them know that what if, but what if, there you go. The what if aspect, you know, what if I told you that there was another way of looking at this? What if I told you there was a better diet than keto? What if I told you that there's a better and different way to do a squat without having to be under a squat rack? You see what I'm getting to? So, um, wow, that was a lot. Uh, needless to say, but you know, this is where we at. This is where we are at and this is where I am at. Personally, professionally, social media, whatever. <laughs> well, nevertheless, happy birthday to a lot of y'all out there. Uh, I know my buddy Josh Parker down in Midland, Texas. He just had turned 34 years old. Known Josh since we were in high, junior high in high school. Happy birthday, buddy. Hope you enjoyed those cold Dr. Peppers. Uh, Jessica Alexander, a uh, lovely young lady I met in grad school. She was a law student. I was in forensics grad program. Uh, she's now a public deputy uh, public defender deputy, I think, or deputy public defender. Dang, I got that right finally. Over in Colorado, she's doing a great job. She does a lot of wonderful work um, for the state of Colorado and just um, a lot of causes that I personally believe in. And so happy birthday to her. Um, I think she's like 29 or 28. <laughs> wink, wink. But uh, anybody else out there that is, is your birthday, uh, happy birthday. I'm sorry I forgot you. I don't have the my hey rabbit <laughs> i don't have my facebook uh in front of me right now that notifies me of all your birthdays i'm sitting I'm, I'm standing in front of a window right now and there's this this really teeny tiny little jack rabbit with a fluffy tail just kind of just roaming around right now underneath my car which is about to be turned on here in about five to ten minutes so hopefully hopefully a little uh, cute and furry bunny rabbit is out of my way so there's a lot of rabbits up here so it's it's nice and peaceful and I actually went for a nice uh, near three mile jog earlier this morning around this area and um, I kind of like it a lot I wouldn't actually mind having a place around here just in the specific just kind of it's out of Lubbock a little bit and but if you're not familiar with Lubbock or if you are familiar with Lubbock Lubbock is booming right now uh, a lot of new just there's construction everywhere a lot of new things are being built up so you know the Lubbock Texas that I knew in 2005 when I moved here uh, is not the same obviously but um, good or bad you know, I'm now at this point where I wouldn't mind having a nice little quiet place to myself out a little outside of town, you know, so. But nevertheless, folks, I appreciate you listening to this uh, random ass episode of the Cerebral Fit Podcast. Um, next week, we'll see what's going on. I know last week I didn't drop an episode. Things come up, you know, it's, it's getting business is picking up. So I had to put some certain things aside, this being one of them. But here we are again. We're, we're getting back on the ball. Uh, next week, I hope to have some stuff up. I'll have a book review next week. I did just actually finish The 50th Law. It's by Robert Greene, one of my favorite authors. And 50, Curtis, uh, 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson. Yes, that 50 Cent. Um, I liked it. 
but I'll dive, I'll, dive, I'll dive more into that book and why I chose that book in the first place. So nonetheless, my name is James Ruiz. This is the Cerebral Fit Podcast. I will catch y'all down the road. Adios.